Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast. My name is Jackie Pilisoff, and I'm your host. I'm the founder of Divorced Girl Smiling, the company that offers people facing divorce, trusted, vetted divorce professionals, a podcast, articles, a mobile app, and the free consult. Before we get started, I want to ask you a question. Are you considering a divorce wellness retreat? If so, I would love to recommend one taking place next year in Belize, if you can believe that. It is going to be fantastic. It's being hosted by divorce coach Paulette Rigo from Better Divorce Academy. And if you want to find out more, just go to afterthenarcissist.com. So I think forgiveness and asking for forgiveness is something that is really, really hard for people to do because A, I think a lot of people just feel uncomfortable. B, they might be afraid that their spouse isn't going to forgive them. And C, they just don't really know how to do it. And so today I want to talk about asking for forgiveness. I also want to talk about what happens if you ask for forgiveness and then your apology isn't accepted. And then I want to talk about the benefits of forgiving someone if you're on the receiving end of an apology. And to talk about forgiveness, I have a great guest. His name is Eric Feig. Eric is a veteran attorney turned mediator, and he's the founder of Feig Mediation Group. And Eric, welcome to the show. Hi, Jackie. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Well, you're such a wonderful person to talk about this with because you have a lot of experience. Eric was an attorney for 25 years and decided to start a mediation practice a few years ago. And Eric's practice is a parent and family focused firm. He works with clients all over the country. He helps parents, families, and businesses create paths to more positive outcomes when important issues and decisions are on the line and communication can be difficult. Eric has a large, large focus in divorce, and that's why he is partnering with Divorce Girl Smiling. So Eric, the first question I want to ask you is, why is it so hard for people to ask for forgiveness? You know, I think that's a great question, and it's a great place to start. It's something that from our earliest days, I'll say as a parent, we teach our kids, we were probably taught that when we do something that hurts somebody else, what do you do? You take responsibility for it. You apologize. And that was something that in in, in our earliest days, we were taught, most of us, that this is important. Then we get older, and as we get older, all sorts of things come into the mix, and we start to, for whatever reason, these things get harder. And it gets more difficult, I think, for some, as we get older, to be able to say, I did that. It was my responsibility. I'm sorry. I hurt you. There's a vulnerability that's involved. Sometimes there's pride that can get in the way. 
Sometimes there's a history. There's all sorts of things that uh, that can be part of why it's so hard. But the fact is, it is hard in many situations from people to say, I'm sorry, in a way that it could be heard and that can really be part of that process of forgiveness. I want to tell my listeners, Eric wrote this article for Divorce Girl Smiling called How to Ask Forgiveness from Someone You've Hurt. And I love how you wrote from the time we're young, we're taught that taking responsibility for our actions is important, but there's something that you said in the article that you feel is wrong when people teach people to apologize. And what is that? Well, it's something that we're seeing, I think, more and more these last several years. And it's it's about how you apologize. And it's the difference between saying, I'm sorry you. How often do we see that? I'm sorry you felt that way. Right. I'm I feel like every therapist tells in communication, because I've been to marriage therapy when I was married, and they say that you should say, I'm sorry you feel this way. I'm sorry you're hurting. And what I want to tell my listeners, what I loved, what Eric said, go ahead, Eric, you say it. No, it's, it's the next step, I think, which is owning your part, which is saying, I'm sorry, I. Three words. And it can change the whole focus of your of what you're doing. I'm sorry you're upset versus I'm sorry I did something that caused that reaction. Right, because if you say I'm sorry you're upset, it's almost like that's like an insult. That's putting it back on the person like it's their fault. Well, it, it, I think it's I think it's a good point that you're making, Jackie, which is I am I am saying it when I say I'm sorry you I'm putting the focus on you, your reaction, how you held it, what happened to you as opposed to what I did. So it could be heard is the difference between my owning what I did and still making a comment about you. Absolutely. It's about taking ownership, taking responsibility. And Eric, don't you feel like if people apologize this way, it immediately makes the other person say, wow, okay, he or she is now taking responsibility. So immediately, I think you have a better chance of being forgiven that way. I think it's important to take ownership, whether you call it ownership, whether you call it accountability, there's an authenticity that's also important here. If you're apologizing and you're just going through the formality of saying, I'm sorry, and it's inauthentic, number one, it's going to be heard that way. Number two, it's not going to do anything to bridge that divide that was created for whatever it is that caused the hurt. But by saying, I, I'm sorry, and being clear about what I'm sorry for. And again, I'm going to go back to, as a parent, sometimes what we, what we do with our kids, I'll say, I'm sorry. And we will prompt them. And we'll say, for what? And then they will take the next step and say, I am sorry for whatever it might be. 
those two pieces are so important because it makes it clear to the person you're speaking to, the person you're, you're engaging with, that you know what caused the hurt and, and what led to that. And you're saying, I am sorry for my part in that. You're listening to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast. My name is Jackie Pilisoff, and I'm your host. I am here with Eric Feig, Divorce Mediator, and we are talking about forgiveness and how to ask for it. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about what happens when you ask for forgiveness and the person doesn't accept your apology, and also what happens and what is forgiveness and all of these things we're talking about have to do with when you're in mediation with a soon-to-be ex or even in your everyday life. We'll be right back. Co-parenting isn't easy. Trying to communicate with an ex about the kid's schedules, expenses, and the divorce itself can feel awkward, frustrating, and stressful. But guess what? The app Our Family Wizard can take this stress away and make co-parenting so much easier. I wish I would have known about Our Family Wizard when I was getting divorced. Our Family Wizard is an app used by more than a million parents and family law professionals, all who want to keep everything on the same page with their ex-spouse or their clients. I'm talking about shared calendars, expenses, messaging files, and other critical family information. People a lot of times say to me, I don't like dealing with my ex. Well, guess what? Our Family Wizard makes it so much easier. Everything you both put into the app is kept on record, so it encourages both people to be amicable and fair. It also lets you put in all your expenses, so now your ex can see exactly to the penny what you're spending on the kids. I think this reduces resentment so much because people can actually see where their child support payments are going. I can't say enough about Our Family Wizard. It's a great app, it's very affordable, and it will make your life so much easier and better. So to learn more, visit OurFamilyWizard.com. I also wanna talk about another Divorce Girl Smiling partner. Her name is Jennifer Brown, and she's a mortgage lender who serves the states of Alabama, Florida, Georgia, and Tennessee. She's been in the business for 26 years, and guess what? She's also a certified divorce lending professional, which means she will work with your divorce team to help you get answers to the questions you need and get you a loan if you wanna stay in your home or buy a new home during or after your divorce. I really respect Jennifer. I think she's amazing, and Jennifer can be reached at jenniferbbrown.com or in the trusted partner section of Divorced Girl Smiling. Welcome back to the Divorced Girl Smiling podcast with Jackie Pilisoff and my guest, divorce mediator Eric Feig. Eric is the founder of Feig Mediation Group. A large part of Eric's practice is in divorce and Eric and I are talking about forgiveness. Eric, I want to move on to what happens if you ask for forgiveness and you take all of the information that you and I were just talking about and you say, okay, I'm going to try Eric's way. And then the person doesn't accept your apology. This can be a very hard situation. It happens all the time. There's lots of reasons this can happen. 
And think about it. What are what are some of those responses? I say, I'm sorry. And you say, no, you're not. Or you say, I don't believe you. Or and this can come back to that authenticity we were talking about a little earlier, which is you're just saying that. It's a it, it's a hard it's a hard it's a hard moment. I bet you everybody listening just said, oh, my gosh, I can completely relate to that. Those three things are exactly what happens to couples who are in marriage therapy or who are going through a divorce or divorced. That is so true. So so what do you do? So at that point, there's a couple of things you can do. But maybe before we speak about that, let's also take a moment and talk about ways to accept an apology. Because that can be that can be a tough moment as well for the person who's been hurt. There's that temptation to try to get in one more point or try to get in one more dig or because you're hurting to hurt someone back. So sometimes what I what I encourage people in mediation and otherwise is if you're going to accept, just keep it simple. Keep it simple. Thank you. That may be enough. I appreciate it. A hundred percent. I could not agree with you more. And I could see myself even saying something like, well, and then there was also when you did this, because people who receive an apology might tend to say, oh, well, now I want more. And that's very tempting, (laughs) especially when you have a longstanding relationship or you have a lot of history. This happens too often in in situations where people are getting apart, where there's a history of hurting each other, intentionally or unintentionally. That is so true. All right. Now, there are a lot of people listening who are probably either thinking about divorce or they're going through one. So I want my listeners to know that all this stuff we're talking about is extremely important in divorce because anyone getting divorced, we want you to have the best possible outcome. And sometimes that means apologizing and accepting the apology so that you can move on and get in into the mediation and work things out in a much more amicable way. Do you agree, Eric? I do. And I think in those situations, it's also important to recognize what else might be going on. When you apologize to somebody, there is a moment where you are vulnerable. You're putting yourself out there. And oftentimes when we're talking about separation or divorce or people who are divorced, there's trust. There's a fear of what the response is going to be. You have all of these, all of these elements that go in. And that's why I come back to keep things simple. If you're going to apologize, be clear, be concise. I'm sorry, I fill in the rest. If you're going to accept it, thank you. Avoid the temptation like you were just saying, Jackie, to say, Mm -hmm. thank you, but. Mm -hmm. That word, but. (laughs) We were talking earlier before we started recording, and you were telling me, Eric, about how people forget to apologize for little things, like not just, I apologized for cheating on you. You know, That's a big thing. But tell me about that, how little apologies can sometimes be really effective. Sometimes we think of an apology as an event. You need something big or we're talking about, like you said, a a big 
big, big issue. I'm sorry I cheated on you. There's also the day-to-day, -day, there's the smaller things that can help keep you on track that when you think of them, they might seem small along the way or in the moment, but they build up and they can grow when they're unresolved. And little things can grow into big things over time. So an example could be an issue where maybe, you know, you have two parents who are talking to each other and one says to the other, I don't understand why this is so important to you. What's the big deal? Well, fact of the matter, maybe it is a big deal to the other person. And by hearing that, they're feeling like their concerns, that what's important to them is being minimized. So being able to say, if, you're if, if you reach a point where there's more understanding, to be able to say, you know, I, I'm sorry. I didn't realize how important this was to you, or I didn't realize why this was important to you, and now I do. So I am sorry that I reacted that way. It can be huge. It can be an enormously important statement for something that to you may not seem like a big deal, but to them can make all the difference. Eric, this is good, good stuff. I love this. Because what we're doing, what I want to tell my listeners, what Eric and I are doing is if you communicate better, and that's really what this is all about, right, Eric? Just mm -hmm. communicating more effectively because that's going to help your divorce. That's going to help you in mediation. I went through mediation. I went through a divorce. Eric, in my life, I have never felt more angry. Like, I didn't even want to sit in the same room with my ex. I couldn't even look at him. And that anger can be diffused with a simple apology about something. I bet you if he would have said anything, it would have let, helped me get my guard down and in a better position to listen and reason and have a more smooth, a smoother mediation process. What do you think about that? I think these are great. These are great points. This is important. Look, an apology is something you do. It's a moment in time. Forgiveness, being able to hear each other, being able to have a communication that works where you hear each other and you're heard, that takes time. That's a process. But that apology, even if it's like you're saying, if it's, if it's on something that seems small but could help write things and keep them from going further off track, that can be a piece. And then maybe there's another opportunity later for another step to keep things on track. They don't have to be big. We don't have to let things. Sometimes we tell ourselves stories and we build things up to the point where the stories we're telling ourselves get in the way of our just taking that first step. So what happens when, let's say you put yourself out there and you ask for forgiveness for something and then the person like just goes, oh, you know, you don't even mean it. Don't even try. How do you handle that? In those moments, sometimes the most important thing you can do is pause. Stop. Take a moment, take a breath, and 
move to a place where you're not just reacting. This can be hard. Look, when adrenaline kicks in, when we feel hurt because now you've put yourself out there and the other person has effectively given you a rejection, it is hard in those moments, but it's so important to recognize that you are doing your part. You're doing the piece that you can control, that you are responsible for. You've put it out there. Whether they accept or not is on their side of the ledger. Right. You did everything you could. Don't regret the apology because now it's out there and you said it. And a couple things, the person may think about it and then they, their initial reaction might be like, oh, you're not sorry. But then they might think about it later and they might think like, oh, that was really nice. Or they might not. And that's even OK. I, I always tell people don't regret apologizing. It's a good thing. You're doing it actually for yourself, too. I think that's an I think that's an important point. It's the difference between your hopes and having expectations. We all go out there in those moments and we have a hope that what we're doing will be accepted and that it will it will have a positive impact. In those moments, it doesn't always happen that way. But you can't require it. You can't say you must accept my apology. Just like on the flip side, they can't say you must apologize and have an expectation that you are going to do so. It doesn't work that way. You're each responsible for yourselves, for your own actions and for good. how you react. Good, good point. Once you apologize, you really don't have any control. I think the point you made though, that sometimes it takes time for processing. So in the moment they may say no, but later on when things are calmer, when they have time to reflect, that no may become a maybe, may become a yes, or even in that process, it might open up room to have, a, to have a dialogue, to have a discussion. Maybe there's more, or maybe they have questions. Maybe you have questions. Something wasn't clear. But having that communication then on a footing where you're saying there, there might be a hope for putting something to rest is very different than doing it when you're both saying, you know what, the hurt is still there and it keeps on going. And I want to bring up something else. Even if they never, you never get an acknowledgement, like, thank you for apologizing, your apology might translate in your mediation sessions where the person is more reasonable when it comes to making decisions and making deals with you about your divorce. Don't you think, Eric? It's a brave step. It's a brave step when you're in a situation, well, really any situation, but taking your example when you're in a mediation or you're in a, a situation where you're negotiating something that is hard. Being able to put yourself out there and say, I'm just, I, I am putting this out into the world. Well, our world as we're having this conversation, but I'm putting this out there and being able then to say, I, I've done my part. That can be very important. It can, it can lead, like we said, it, it, it can lead, it can be a seed that can grow into something. And even if it doesn't, you can have the confidence of knowing I did something that was important that I needed to do. 
This has been such a wonderful conversation. If you can believe it, Eric, we are almost out of time. In closing, I want to talk about something that I think is really important. And it's for the person who just got the apology. Sometimes it's hard to accept an apology and it's hard to forgive an ex because we have so much anger, we have so much resentment built up. But what are the benefits of forgiving someone? I think there are a lot of ways we can look about look at this and we can talk about this for an entire other podcast. We could. But let, 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 let's take a couple of situations like when we're talking about divorce. If you're going to be co-parenting, you're going to be parents after the divorce. Things get messy. Logistics need to be taken care of. Decisions need to be made for your kids. You still have to be able to function as a team, even when you're not together. And when you have, when things, when you stumble, when you make mistakes, being able to say in an authentic way, I'm sorry, and being able, when you hear that, to, in that moment, say, okay, thank you, close off the question, move on, and not let that open issue stay open. Where it grows can help with co-parenting. It can foster you know, a, a more positive cooperative way of doing things and it can also help you to put things to rest look the longer things stay open that are hurtful or that you're feeling hurt about when you are able to authentically say okay thank you i forgive you even if you don't say the words like that that's putting down something that you're carrying it's lightening your own load and it's lightening theirs as well so forgiving someone actually benefits you. Even, I want to tell my listeners, I know it isn't easy. This is not easy. If you're listening to this and you're going through a divorce, you have so much resentment, I'm sure, and anger, and there's so much. But Eric, I loved how you said, it's like putting it down. Just try to let it go. I'm not saying pretend it didn't happen. I'm not saying what the person did was right and it's no big deal. That's not what we're saying at all. But if you just find it in your heart to have some compassion and forgiveness, it's like you're not holding on to anger and toxicity. And then that opens up all these avenues for you to move forward and find peace and just accept it. Not forget, just accept. It recognizes that we're human and that we're going to make mistakes. And it gives us a path that when we do be able to move forward instead of staying stuck in the past. 100%. Eric, thank you so much for taking time to talk with me on this really important topic. Tell my listeners how they can find you if they want to have a consultation or wanna work with you. You can find me online at www.feigmediationgroup.com or you can call me at 301-785-8972. Jackie, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed this conversation.
Same here, Eric. And you can also find Eric in the Trusted Partners section of Divorced Girl Smiling, along with so many other wonderful, trusted, vetted divorce professionals. And if you want to listen to more podcasts or read articles and lots more, you can come see me at divorcedgirlsmiling.com. Thanks so much for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you real soon.